0: Hello everyone, Zach here from the Carnival of Randomness on behalf of our sponsor, Upsitnick & Associates. In these unprecedented times, we reflect on our future, both in the next few weeks and months, but also the upcoming years and decades, and it's time to prepare for that future. Upsitnick & Associates has been contacted by many healthcare workers, as well as old and new clients, to prepare wills, powers of attorney, and advanced directives, also called a living will. All of you need these documents, so don't say you don't have any assets to speak of, no children or other dependents. Regardless of the circumstances now, you will need a will for today and tomorrow. Al Opsitnik feels so strongly about having wills and other needed documents prepared that Opsitnik and Associates can prepare your will, power of attorney, and living will at no charge, you heard that correct, no charge until the end of 2020. No hidden fees or gimmicks. Al feels so strongly about planning for the future at this time that he is willing to assist you with your future. Trust Opsitnick & Associates, attorneys for 42 years, from the Supreme Court to Alaska and everywhere in between. You can find them online, OpsitnicksLaw.com, on Facebook, Opsitnick & Associates, or call them toll-free 1-866-391-3299 to prepare for your future. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Consoles and Computers, a Carnival of Randomness production. That's what we call it, right? Consoles and Computers?
1: Yeah, CNC. It's a little bit of an in-joke.
0: Yes. And I am Zach. The gamer guru, Rai, herself, is back. Hello. And in the first episode, we launched the whole series off by talking about essentially the downfall of the company of Bethesda and what they've done to the Fallout franchise, but we wanted to let you know that it's not all bad, so what we're going to do this time is take a look at one of the premier video game names, one of the premier companies and a juggernaut and powerhouse all throughout its career, and that would be Nintendo,
1: Yeah, so we were going to sort of go console to console, talk about our experiences with Nintendo, and just sort of all things that are great about it.
0: Yeah, and another thing would be the reason why they've been so relevant through the entire video game lifetime in the United States, especially.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Because everybody knows, obviously, Nintendo is the video game giant, but really, it wasn't until, what, the the 70s that they started getting into the electronic gaming thing you know they came in in 1889 and they made playing cards
1: and then had some very interesting other business ventures
0: which was your favorite the instant rice or the love hotel
1: the love hotel just makes me laugh so much
0: yeah and then,
1: Nintendo, Love You know the thing is It would probably be more successful now Than it was back then
0: I think so especially if it was Nintendo The Nintendo brand Love Hotel yeah, I would go I'm sure you would <laughs> yeah, And then they yeah, They did uh, a taxi service And then in the 60's They came out with You know they started doing tabletop games And then moved to electronics When they did the uh, the beam gun Back in 1970 Yeah Yeah. And then there was the initial console that came out, it was the Japan release only, and I didn't even know about this one, but in our research, the Color TV game.
1: I'd heard of it, I, you know, obviously it wasn't something I had any experience with.
0: Yeah, and for anybody that doesn't know anything about it, which is probably a lot of people, it was a uh, Japanese release only, it went from 1977 to 83, And it was one of those ones you would actually plug the entire little console in and you play the game that was programmed on the console. Yeah. And, you know, so it never never made its way to the U.S. and I think basically petered out in 83 in Japan, but that's when they released the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we here didn't get it until two years later in 1985.
1: Oh, but how sweet it was.
0: Well, it was. So, what do you, did you have an an old NES?
1: No, but a friend did, and I remember, actually, like, always wanting to go over to her house to play her Nintendo.
0: Then that's the same, uh, the same for me, but I did eventually end up with an NES, mm. but before I did, there was the one kid that had it, so you would want to go over to their house, or once more kids had it it was the one kid that had that one game, and because he had the game, everybody had to go over to his house to play it.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, that that happened for the release of Super Mario 3.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, I remember playing a Super Mario game on hers a lot.
0: Well, and I think the important thing, and to basically say why Nintendo is, or should get a lot more respect and notoriety than it already does, which I think is a lot, they brought the U.S. or the world out of the video game slump.
1: Well, that's it. You sort of wonder, you know, would video games exist as we know it without them? I don't think that they would.
0: No, I because... What was it? it, the, The video game crash we had?
1: Yeah, it was at the E.T. for Atari, I think. Yeah. You know, and it just... Yeah, and for other reasons, too. It's not like it was that one game, but... You know, yeah, there was just sort of oversaturation of terrible games, terrible consoles, and the whole market just sort of turned into a bubble that exploded.
0: Yeah, and it, and there was nothing video game-wise for, what, a, lo- a good amount of time?
1: Yeah, and then Nintendo, yeah, basically sort of resurrected it with a, a quality console, quality games, and, and people started to see that video games could be good again.
0: And and just to get it out of the way early, having had an NES for so long, whoever said, oh, blowing into the cartridge doesn't help it play, they're lying.
1: Yeah. I don't care if it does or doesn't. You do it anyway.
0: It was a nostalgia. I think that's part of it. It was a nostalgia thing, but... Yeah. You remember... I remember when it came out, uh, we looked it up. It was $180 back in 1985,
1: Yeah, so that's $430 or so in today's money.
0: Yeah, so actually pretty much on par with what a new video game system is.
1: Yeah, you know, or...
0: You know, the right around the the $400 to $500 range for the next generation, what, the 7th or 8th generation console.
1: Yeah, and, you know, sold, like, gangbusters.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and literally saved video games I think. And mm. you know, and there's still a lot of people that really have a fond place in their heart for the NES and a lot of people still still do a lot of uh playing on it.
1: Yeah, well, that's why they're releasing all those minis.
0: Yeah. And so
1: moving on to the SNES.
0: Yes, and then so and 1985 was a banner year for video games. And now we have Moved up six years to 1991, and now you can see, actually, now that I think about it, the impact of the NES. Because now, when they released their second generation, the Super Nintendo, they had a competitor.
1: Yeah, the Genesis.
0: The Sega Genesis was now their competitor, Mm. so not only did they revamp the video game industry, now they're bringing a lot more things into it. So, yeah, there's the groundwork of the modern day video game world
1: yeah um this one i'm more familiar with like i played nintendo's but or the the nes but i never sort of had one whereas you know we my brother and i used to rent a super nintendo almost weekly from our vid- local video store
0: i was going to say back in the day you could actually do that everybody you could go to a video store and <laughs> rent an entire console
1: yeah and console Few games have it for a weekend, yeah, you know, and we used to do that a lot, so you know i'm I'm more familiar with the SNES.
0: all right, so what was your what was your go to game on that one
1: um earthworm gym a lot
0: oh I loved um, earthworm Jim
1: obviously the Mario games,
0: yeah uh super mario world was was awesome, yeah,
1: oh God, just so much, Mario.
0: Oh, I mean, when you make it to the big dance, you dance with who brought you.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly.
0: And, what was it, Super Jump Man? He's been uh, yeah. he's been keeping Nintendo afloat for a long time. Yes. But uh... and I, I, what do you remember the best about the SNES? And I know this was big for me because having the original one we doubled the bit rate so we went from 8 to 16 bit
1: yeah so
0: now things looked a little clearer and a little less boxy yes so what, I think
1: just the, the sheer amount of games like there were so many games for that
0: it really was and there were some just cool titles and that was when you really started to get into the the licensing aspect I think
1: yeah because I think uh uh wasn't there Ninja Turtles games for that one
0: I think they were even on the original Nintendo as well mm. but again I that just, was you know brought in by Nintendo but but I think we shouldn't just focus on that did you ever play the Genesis
1: yeah the I, I've always had sort of a love hate thing because obviously you know I love the the original Sonic games you know the good ones yeah but for some reason when i was a kid something about the the movement it would just trigger my migraines in like 5 minutes watching this little hedgehog so like i always wanted to play and could play for very short periods and then it was like oh my head hurts yeah so i'm not quite you know so i've always had this sort of love hate thing with with genesis
0: well and that's uh, this the same thing i mean i i know people that had the genesis i think One of my cousins had a Genesis, and there was a couple games on there I really liked. Everybody likes Sonic. Yeah. Um, And uh, Golden Axe was another one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, it always sort of felt like uh, Genesis was maybe... It sounds weird, because Sonic is its premier sort of flagship, but maybe a little more, uh, like, adult.
0: I think so, because... Mario, especially lately, has done, like, the whole family kind of gaming experience.
1: Yeah, you know, Nintendo's always, always, you know, hedged on being very, you know, very sort of G-rated, family-friendly, very cutesy, and then Genesis, I felt like, went a little more edgy on some of its titles.
0: I think so, and maybe that could have been it, but at the same time, that was probably good, because now they were building up their market.
1: Exactly.
0: So, again, competition good, people. So now we yeah. move in, let's move up to Generation 3. The sixth N64? The N64 that still had a competitor, the old Sega Saturn, and I'm not going to know much about the Sega Saturn because I never played it or had one.
1: Me neither. Um, did, you, did you have an N64, though? I did, yes. Yeah, I thought so.
0: Uh, I will say the one thing I was never a big fan of was that weird 3 prong controller.
1: Yeah, that was sort of an interesting experiment.
0: I mean, I can understand why they tried it, and that's that was, and that's another thing we should take a second here and say Nintendo's not afraid to try stuff.
1: No, they definitely aren't, you know.
0: Then, so that
1: one released in 96 and it was actually pretty cheap. It was cheaper, you know, than some of the earlier consoles.
0: It was, I think because now Nintendo realized that they had a really good market plus a competitor, so they had to keep things, you know, a lot more competitive and cheaper.
1: Yeah, that probably also explains why it didn't necessarily sell that well at all.
0: Not, not in <laughs> comparison, but now, if up. you remember, was Sega Saturn a, a cartridge or a disc?
1: I believe it was disc-based.
0: Okay, so maybe that's another reason... You know, it didn't yeah. sell well because the CD games, or the DVD-ROM games, were now becoming a thing.
1: Yeah, and I think it may have just also kind of been... I don't know, it was sort of an, an awkward period where, yeah, things were sort of starting to turn to disc, and people were still holding on to some of their old consoles, and then there was new stuff coming out. and Right. You know, I like, I remember Nintendo 64 being being around, but... Nobody I I knew sort of had one, and I don't know, it just sort of felt like something that was advertised that nobody actually wanted that much.
0: Well, I had it, Um, it's probably still in the closet at my mom's house somewhere. Yeah. But I remember there was a few games I really liked. I was a big fan of Donkey Kong Country.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, Actually, the Bond game, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was kind of fun looking back now.
1: Golden
0: yeah, Goldeneye. And, yeah, you know, that's because, become you know, a cult thing. Yeah, and you know because you could have the the local party, you could plug in two controllers again and sit oh, there and play, my God. and play alongside one another. Yeah, but you know, so I, I, and I was still sticking with Nintendo by this point. Mm. And however this next jump in console generation with more competitors is where I kind of broke away from Nintendo for a while. Yeah. So now we go to 2001 when the GameCube came out. Yeah. And the GameCube, they were the ones that had the little mini-discs, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, they did. You know, it was, an, again, sort of an interesting experiment in, in design factor, you know, the square.
0: Yeah. And... It w- you know, well, it's an efficient space. It's yeah, it wants a store. cube. Yes. And, but now we have three competitors. Yeah. We have the Dreamcast.
1: Oh, God.
0: That's, you know, they tried, but... And then incoming is Sony with the PS2.
1: And Xbox. And Microsoft
0: coming in with the Xbox. And I'll tell you why I made the switch to the Xbox. Why is that? Um... I was actually getting ready to go to college, and I was going, and I wanted to get a video game system, and I was looking around, and I was in, I think, probably a Best Buy, and I walked past the video game section, and, you know, you're walking up and down the aisles, and there's green for the Xbox, and it's, it's like, what is this? Halo Combat Evolved Game of the Year? Ah, yes,
1: it was Halo. That got you.
0: Halo got me, and (laughs) actually, since then, I've stuck with Xbox. I did you know, move into the PS realm briefly, but I don't really play that anymore. Yeah. But, in any event, did you ever play anything on the GameCube?
1: I didn't. Uh, This was sort of a period for me where I'd moved to PCs, you know, and PC gaming.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, you had, um, uh, a a long love affair with the PC gaming. You know, so
1: I'd sort of stopped, you know, playing any sort of consoles for a little while.
0: Yeah. And honestly, thinking back to it, I really don't know if I knew anybody that had a GameCube.
1: They've become, uh, sort of again, really popular, you know, years later, they're sort of a cult thing. I think people like to hack them, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, it didn't sell real well. It was just over 21 million over the world. Yeah, But that's not real good.
1: No, it really wasn't. It was, yeah, it just sort of feels like it was maybe underappreciated at the time or people just weren't into sort of how it looked or anything. And I think it sort of struggled to compete with uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox, which at least had more solid identities.
0: Exactly. So Nintendo still had that. Sort
1: of experimental thing. They were trying to sort of figure out, you know... Yeah, who they were. Yeah.
0: And... Then... But now... And I think, really, the GameCube was, like, that kind of forgotten console.
1: It really was, you because know? Because everybody
0: was so focused on the PlayStation and the Xbox. And... But, weirdly, they were still kind of supporting the the GameCube until 2007.
1: One of the, you know, the great things about Nintendo that I you know, most people probably don't know because there's no reason to know this unless you look at it, but they support their consoles for sometimes twenty plus years. Yeah. You know, and with
0: actually, like text
1: importance and updates and
0: stuff. Exactly. And it's funny you say that, going to the next generation consoles when we really see that, because in two thousand six, here comes the Wii.
1: Uh, the Wii
0: You know, and by this point Sega had dropped out of the race They were gone And fo- I think right. focusing mainly on games at this point rather than console Yeah So now we're down to Sony and Microsoft The PS3 mm. and the Xbox 360 Yeah Uh But in comes the Wii And the cool thing is, like I said, 2006 They stopped officially making them in 2013 and they continued yep. online support until twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, so it was a little shorter for the Wii just because by this point I think Nintendo had a lot going on, but like if you look at some of their earlier uh consoles and handhelds, you know, and we'll talk about this a little more later, but like they supported the Game Boy for like twenty three years. Yeah. You know?
0: But I'm just saying the fact that up until last year you could still get stuff for the original Wii.
1: Yeah, which is like, pretty crazy.
0: You can't even get you couldn't get anything for the PS three at that point or the three sixty.
1: Well yeah, I mean and even finding stuff for like Xbox One, I mean even two years ago was difficult. Exactly. You know, locally.
0: Um but did you ever play on the Wii?
1: I did a little bit. I actually have one upstairs. I just I don't know, it's it's not for me, you know. I'm one of the, the I wanna sit on the couch and game, not sort of get up and dance and flail my arms. Yeah. So it's just uh not sort of my jam.
0: No, and I I played it a little here and there with some friends, uh and it was it was weird to be up and moving around.
1: Yeah, like I feel like it's fascinating sort of technologically, you know, this is Nintendo and their interest in, you know, pushing technology.
0: Yeah, and they came, up, they came up with something good. It just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I've heard that, you know, it's really actually popular with, like, seniors.
0: I was just going to their... say that. A lot of uh, seniors got into it because it's, you know, simple games to understand and basic movements, and it keeps them active and occupied.
1: Exactly. So I think it's sort of fascinating and almost more as, like, a tech demo, or that kind of thing, more than I sort of think of it as, like, a video game console.
0: Right, but at the same time, it still held its own as a video game console.
1: It did. It definitely sold really well.
0: Yeah, because I was looking at the numbers. At the end of September 2019, which is probably when they cut servicing it, they had shipped over 101 million of the things.
1: Yeah, like, people were really interested because it was so different. Exactly. I just, I'm just, i just not sure how, how many people sort of kept up with it. Like, you buy the console, you play with it for a couple of weeks, and then are you still playing with your Wii for six years down the line the way we do with other consoles?
0: Uh, some people, maybe. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not 100% sure. But still, it was something that definitely upped the bar once again. Mm. And that's another thing we can say is regardless of how well the console itself sells they did something to up the bar for the next generation don't you think and then,
1: definitely and then we come to sort of one of their first real missteps in the modern era
0: oh the Wii U yeah yeah I mean all right well let's you know let's say what it is it's it was the first ever 8th generation console. I know others are on, what, 5 or 6, but Nintendo's been around a little longer. Yeah. So, I don't know much about the Wii U. What What was going on with it? I know it didn't sell well, and it they canned it pretty early.
1: Yeah. I mean, the problem was that people didn't really know what it was. Like, is it a glorified controller for the Wii? Do you need a Wii to have a Wii U? Right. It was... It Like, it was entirely a branding-slash-naming issue. Okay. And so people just sort of stayed away. Right. Yeah, you, you know, even people who, who had a Wii, who liked the Wii, who probably would have liked a Wii U, just... Nobody sort of knew what it was.
0: Right. And it... I don't even... Honestly, I'm going to say this. I don't even really remember what it was.
1: Um, and that's kind of a shame was,
0: because it only came out, what, less than 10 years ago?
1: Yeah, you know, and it was, a, like, a self-contained thing.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right, I remember that now, okay. yeah. But and- people
1: also weren't, like, the the sort of big controller that looked like a tablet with, you know, with Joy-Cons built into it, people weren't really sure about that.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what I was wondering too, is like, is it just a fancier thing for the actual Wii? Is it, you know, an adapter or something?
1: No, I mean, you could, I think you could play uh, Wii stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, just
0: looking at it from the outside, it was kind of like, well, what exactly is this?
1: Yeah, I think it was sort of their... Like, if you look at the the Wii U, and obviously you look at a Switch, they look like twins almost, it's just...
0: Ah, exactly, and I was actually just so about to can, make a point on that.
1: You know, so you can sort of see where Nintendo was, was sort of going, that they were... This is sort of their Switch from consoles, which had started to, you know, to get so much competition that I think they wanted to... Set an identity that wasn't so much based on on sort of competing with stuff like Xbox and, and PlayStation, which had become so hard.
0: Right, you know, especially because look at the, you know, look at the uh, opponents it had in that round: PS4 and the One.
1: Yeah, which you know were both massive.
0: Yeah, massive, great graphics, great everything inside for both of them, and the Wii U was basically a misstep. Or was it?
1: Um, I mean, the technology and I suppose the experiences they gained were useful, but, you know, they lost a lot of money on the Wii U.
0: Yeah, oh my god, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars just gone. What was yeah. it, uh, $228 million for the year ending in March of 2014? Came after a loss of the twenty twelve fiscal year three hundred sixty six million and four hundred sixty one million in twenty eleven.
1: Yeah, they I mean, were really kind of in dire straits after the Wii U.
0: Yeah, and you're talking full year losses every single quarter. There was no positive quarter for them for three years.
1: No, you know, and I think that this was sort of the the turning point for them where. They're, Right. I think they they kind of accepted at this point that like they couldn't compete on a standard console. It was just, you know, PlayStation was too huge, Xbox was too huge, they were getting a lot of uh, console exclusives.
0: Yeah, and that was the thing. This is really when the console exclusive thing, I think, began.
1: Yeah. In, in um, earnest.
0: I mean, you had Mario and you had Sonic, but it wasn't like you looked at it like pitted against each other. They were just games.
1: Yeah. You know, so they sort of moved away from, you know, your your standard console and got more into handhelds. Right. Went, sort of went back to handhelds, which is where I think, ultimately, Nintendo has always been better, you right, know? exactly.
0: So, on that note, we're going to leave that little cliffhanger there. Why don't we go and start talking about the handhelds? Yeah. Beginning... With at the beginning, there was game boy,
1: ah uh, game boy
0: I'm sorry, loved the game boy, had a game boy it was it was revolutionary
1: I mean it's amazing how popular they still are, like if you see a game boy in a store like a consignment store they're they can often be, like, $200 still. Oh, yeah.
0: If it's working and in good condition, you're looking a couple hundred bucks for a Game Boy.
1: You know? Like, people still love love them. Uh, aesthetically, it's just really nice.
0: So even if you... It's pleasing, even isn't if, it? It's pleasing in its simplicity.
1: It is. And, and I know, again, this is something where people like to take them and put, like, Raspberry Pi in them. You know, build little computers out of them.
0: Yeah. Because it is just a very nice, nice-shaped little device.
1: Really is. You know what, I, like, looking back on it, it was terrible, but it's one of those things you kind of laugh at and love. What's that? All the attachments.
0: Oh, God, like the uh, the screen light. Yup. Uh, what else was it? Wasn't there, like, a bigger screen? Thing. Oh,
1: you could buy like the you could turn it into these you know absolutely Frankensteinian nightmare things the size of you know a small box because yeah you'd buy a attachment that would have a magnifying glass, beakers. Oh, yeah, like, yep. It would have to you'd have to uh, sort of put the little uh, dangly bit into the battery terminal.
0: Yeah, I, and then you would have to plug it into the headphone jack.
1: Yeah, you know, like, you always felt like MacGyver, just
0: assembling
1: yeah. this, give me, you know.
0: Give me a rubber band, a lime, and a plate of nachos, and I will make you a damn handheld console.
1: Exactly, you know, and I mean, it was terrible at the time, because none of the things actually really worked better. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's such a, you know, a time period thing, you look back on it, and... Like nobody would tolerate that now.
0: Oh my god, no.
1: But, you know, at the time well, it's like then it yeah, okay. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I'll spend forty dollars on this weird, you know, duffel bag sized attachment for my Nintendo.
0: Oh yeah, and plus you had, you know, the battery carrying case that went in the little game case. Yeah. You know, so you basically needed, like, a little hand truck to drag your Game Boy accessories behind you. It's portable and convenient!
1: Technically, it yeah, was.
0: Technically.
1: Yeah. Oh. But... But I... Yeah. I mean, I, it's a pop culture thing. It's iconic. You, you know, You everybody knows what a Game Boy is.
0: Well, exactly. And here's the thing. When it came in, I mean, it... Really set some high standards.
1: It definitely did, you know, because the games were fun.
0: Yeah, they were fun. They were simple. The Mm. battery—I actually remember, even though it took four double A's. Yeah, actually, you could get a good amount of battery life out of the thing.
1: You definitely could, especially compared to sort of some of the the competitors. um, Later on, yeah. I mean, the
0: Game Gear was cool because it was in color, but my. God, did it eat batteries.
1: Yeah, it was the, the you know, battery eating from Batron 4. Oh
0: my God, it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that was so, you know, as cool as it was to have a little colored uh, handheld. Yeah. Not if you're paying like $20 an hour in batteries.
0: Exactly. So what was the progression? Because I actually only had the original Game Boy.
1: Uh, after the Game Boy, was the color uh, after that? It was the Advance after that in two thousand and one.
0: Oh, okay, because I remember they made Game Boy Color at some point.
1: Well, yeah, that was sort of uh, the color came in ninety eight. So technically, yeah, it was it was part of the sort of original okay, Game but that Boy was more family with
0: the Game Gear, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I I, I remember it. I just never had it because. I actually didn't go stay with the handheld consoles at all after the Game Boy.
1: You know, and then sort of the the first really kind of new handheld that they made after was the Advance.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have an Advance?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah,
0: I remember when it came out, but again, like I say, especially because it came out in 2001, you know, right when the Xbox and stuff were coming out. Yeah, you know, that people was where sort my of... focus was was consoles. I, you know, was aware of what was going on in the handheld world, but never really did it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sold a lot, but when you compare it to both sort of the Game Boy family, which includes the you know the original Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket and color yeah. that came before, and then also with the DS that came after, it didn't it didn't sell that well. The Advance. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of again the sort of in between thing that you know I'm sure it did make them money, but I'm not sure anybody really sort of goes oh my god a Game Boy Advance yeah, It's not
0: looked back with the same fondness that the that the Game Boy is.
1: No, it's sort of just a stopgap between better yeah. better versions. But
0: that better version came out in the, with the DS though, right? Because isn't that when you started getting back into the handheld thing?
1: Yeah, so the DS came out in 2004. And, you know, again, this is sort of Nintendo's uh, revolutionizing the thing because it, it was one of the first or the first to have the dual screens.
0: I think it may have been the first. I don't, because re- I remember actually pausing at a Best Buy to, at one of the end cap displays to take a look at it. Like, dude, two screens, that's kind of awesome.
1: Yeah, so that was really neat. Uh I came in with the DSI Ooh, which fancy. you know was sort of one of the sub variants uh, a couple years later. Okay. Um you know, which I bought and enjoyed and then uh gave to, you know, gave to Hunter.
0: Yeah. Play do You, and you that... still have that thing?
1: I actually do. Yep, it's still fine. It, I was it say, plays still all the games. Yes, it does. Nice. And that thing was abused because, you know, it was played by a child.
0: Yeah, a child and her son. Nah. But, uh, you know. no, and that's another thing, man. That Game Boy, I, like, I'm pretty sure I may have accidentally dropped it out of a, my upstairs window into the yard, and it was fine.
1: Yeah, you know, that's something that I think because Nintendo, you know, it's, understands that their market is children. They make their products quite child-friendly, which is much appreciated.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, (laughs) unlike infrared, you know, thinking about dust doesn't kill it.
1: No, you you know. You have
0: to put some serious work in to destroy a Nintendo, I think. Yeah,
1: you know, and uh, it sold like gangbusters, like the whole sort of Nintendo DS family.
0: And I think it was right around this time, the DS, that I really started to become more aware of the handheld things, because I swear for a while everybody I saw had a DS.
1: Yeah. You know, they sold uh, 154 million of them.
0: That's a... that's insane numbers.
1: Yeah, it was the second best video gaming console behind uh, PS2.
0: And it was a handheld. Yeah. Do you think the other places aren't trying to get into the handheld market because they know it's owned by Nintendo?
1: Absolutely.
0: I wouldn't want to try to break into there.
1: Yeah, me neither. Like, that would be... I mean, other things did, right? You had uh, the PSP, the Vita. Yeah, that...
0: And, I mean, they, they did okay, but they're not here anymore.
1: Yeah, the problem is they were way more expensive and... You know, obviously not something you would ever give small children. Right. You know, you're not going to give them anything that's sort of CD, No. Because it'll be broken within minutes.
0: Exactly. Unlike the cartridges on the DS.
1: Yeah, which are very, almost indestructible.
0: Yeah, they're made of Lego. Yeah. But, so let's move up now. Their next generation, they just keep on rolling... And I think this is the cool thing. Despite them not having competition, Mm. they continue to get better.
1: They do. So we're up to the 3DS. Yeah, the 3DS,
0: which was, what, 2011. Now, what was the... Because I know you played both. What was it like, the jump from the DS to the 3DS?
1: 3DS was... I don't want to say it was a misstep, but... The problem is that I think only about half of any given population can actually see the 3D effects. And for the, I think at least the first uh, generation of them, you couldn't turn it off.
0: Yeah. And I know that was a problem because I know I couldn't see the 3D effects.
1: I couldn't either. So I, like, I remember playing with them in, in a couple of stores. And, you know, at this point, I still had my... DSi, which, you know, was still working just fine, because we're only a few years later. Right. Uh, So it was kind of competing with itself, and while the technology was, was again, sort of interesting, uh, not enough people were sort of sold on 3D, or could see the 3D effects. Yeah. Uh, Later on, you could turn them off and just play it as a straight console, but, you know... The, the DS, I was, and DS family was sort of still selling well enough that I think people didn't really feel the need to go out and spend $250 on a three, 3DS.
0: Right. And now, interestingly, we come to the exact point that we ended with the console talk. Yeah. Because it was, what, the same level, the 3DS came out the same time that the Wii U came out, right? Right around there? 2011, 2012? Yep. So, and what was one of the final things you said before we switched to the handheld? Now they have to, now they're faced with the decision. So, what was that decision? Because I know it's something that you absolutely adore.
1: The Switch. The
0: Switch.
1: Yeah, because, you know, so the whole sort of period from sort of 2010 through, you know, uh... Frankly, through sort of 2014 15, yeah, they lost money because they lost money on the, the Wii U and on the 3DS.
0: Right. Thankfully, they still had the Wii and the the DS to keep them afloat yeah. because the Switch didn't come out until 2017.
1: Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, so there that was, was a few... harrowing
0: six years probably for them.
1: I think it really was. And, um, Some people may have seen the the sort of executives took a pay cut themselves because they felt responsible for the the loss of sales, which was incredible.
0: Yeah. That, I Um, mean, you don't hear about that.
1: No, you know, but that's sort of how, I guess, how bad it was.
0: Yeah, and you look at it this way, it showed that they were serious about coming back.
1: Yeah, so they sort of reached this point where... They really had to figure something out, you know? This, Like, what they were doing just wasn't working.
0: Yeah, and so, as you can kind of tell, it looks like Nintendo might not really make any more consoles, do you think? Is there any plans to?
1: I don't think so. I mean, the, the Switch is such a sort of fascinating little piece of technology because it works as either you can have it as a handheld or you can put it into its... Uh, base cradle and hook it up to a TV.
0: Yeah, and for those that don't know, you know the the two, it looks like kind of like an like an ice skating rink. Yeah. In shape, but then the two little curved parts on the end you pull out, and those work as your controller.
1: The Joy Cons.
0: Yeah, whatever. They're your controllers. I don't Joy Cons. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think this is. You know this is them sort of figuring out how to finally merge the two the the handhelds and the sort of more standard console, which is you know I consider the two different sometimes they use the word console interchangeably, but to me, a console is something that only sits in one place
0: yeah that that's kind of what I associate it with it sit you as soon as you plug it in and sit it down, that's where it remains
1: exactly you're not taking your Xbox out with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know, I got an hour to kill in between classes. I might as well bring the old Xbox and catch up on some Netflix.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's sort of a, a fascinating thing where they can do both, and I think um, I think that's sort of where they're they're going to stay. I would be pretty surprised if they came out with any kind of other fixed console.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think so, because, honestly, they don't really need to.
1: No, the switch has done such insane numbers and I, mean, I think sort of refound their identity,
0: yeah, and this you know you still technically have to call it a handheld system, yeah, it was a major competitor for the mm. xbox and the p s four yeah a major competitor, mm, and it was, I think and it wasn't a console. That's the craziest part. And it was beating the hell out of other consoles in sales.
1: I think because, you know, we've now reached a point where mobile gaming, you know, is so popular and people, you know, were still out of their homes and on the go so much. But they wanted something better than, you know, phone apps, like phone games.
0: Exactly. They wanted video games.
1: Yeah, just outside the house, you know, and uh the switch was sort of the first sort of first one in many years that i guess felt viable for a lot of people <laughs> you know who maybe just hadn't been that interested in things like the the ds family
0: yeah and i think that's kind of where i was because i never really went to the ds but i often thought if i do want to get another console i would get a switch
1: yeah you know so it just Right technology, sort of right time, and yeah, I mean, everybody, like, you can't really say anything negative about the Switch.
0: All right, well, let's go into, because you are a first-hand user of it, I am not, um, when did you guys get yours, if you remember?
1: Probably a year or so ago, year two.
0: All right, so, and don't forget, with it coming out in 2017, it's still, you know, relatively new. Yeah. What What were the thoughts on it when you first played it?
1: I thought it was really awesome. Like, it, it was really cool being able to unplug the, you know, the Joy-Cons from it, and you set up basically just the screen, because it's got a little stand on it. Yeah. And, like, it was really weird for, for me, you know, coming in as as someone who'd played on, you know, all-in-one handhelds or always had a a controller to just have the two little Joy-Cons in either hand.
0: How big is the screen? I don't even actually know.
1: Um, I'm not sure of its exact dimensions. It's Ballpark. Uh, I'd say probably, I think, maybe five or six inches. That's a
0: pretty good-sized screen.
1: It's it's fine. Like it's not something you're gonna obviously put like six feet away from well, you. No, the but idea, I mean,
0: it's something where you could set uh, the the con- the device itself down and play with the controllers and be comfortable.
1: Like you could set it on you know a coffee table and sit there and play it.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it wouldn't be too bad.
1: Yeah, you know. So it's it's sort of fascinating. And then uh, obviously you can buy a a sort of ...empty controller where you slide the Joy-Cons onto either side and it gives you a more standard, you know, holding controller.
0: Oh, that's kind of slick. I didn't know they did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I've got one of those, uh, you know, so if you sort of want to play, you know, without the kind of Wii-style controllers, you can do that.
0: Yeah. That's not, like, overly priced, is it?
1: No, no, it was... I think it may have even come with it. I can't remember.
0: I think if it comes with it, that would be pretty good.
1: Um, you know, and just the whole thing is just really, really sort of neat, and it's really easy to sort of you know to convert it. Like if you want to play as a handheld, it's super easy. Yeah, what if is you it? Basically,
0: to... it's like a little dock that you plug yeah, into your TV. It,
1: yeah, you know, that just goes to the HDMI port on your TV, and then it just you just slide the the switch in and out of it.
0: That's really cool.
1: How it really you, is.
0: Uh, what, uh, the, the, the Joy-Con things, are they wireless or they have a long wire on them?
1: Uh, no, they're wireless. Oh. Totally wireless. So yes, yeah, so you could
0: sit on your couch with your, you know, with it on your TV and put it in your little sleeve and play it from there.
1: Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it, it upscales really nicely. Like I don't, when I have it plugged into the TV, I don't feel like you're getting any kind of graphical downgrade. It doesn't look, you know, bad.
0: Yeah. But
1: and obviously, you know, you're playing Nintendo games anyway, so they're very cartoony and, exactly. and friendly to that sort of thing. And that's
0: another thing. Let's let's move into that for a second. That Nintendo feel. Mm. When you see a game that's kind of like you know, very cartoony, very fairy y it's like, oh, it's a Nintendo game. Yeah. You know, like Kirby. Nah, I love Kirby. You know, they're games that you play and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm glad I'm playing this.
1: Well, that was the the identity and that, I mean, Nintendo sort of had it for a while and then I think they kind of forgot it when they were just trying to compete with with some of the other consoles. Yeah. During that period when they lost money and then they, they found it again and so much of that goes to, you know, to Satoru Iwata.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. He turned it around completely. Y-
1: you know, um, because for a while there, they they were starting to consider even getting into uh, like phone mobile gaming.
0: Oh, just doing like phone games. Just
1: yeah, like wow. you know uh, apps. Was... Just because they they needed to make money, and that they may just have
0: been the end of Nintendo.
1: Well, that was what they—they they sort of finally decided that if they—if they went that way, it would cease to be Nintendo. Yeah. And that was again—that was him. He was president at that point.
0: And look at them now.
1: Yeah. They're back. Know. Yeah. You know, I think- actually, I'm
0: going to—I'm going to correct my statement. I shouldn't say they're back. They never really left.
1: No, but I think they sort of, it was almost like they went through this sort of awkward teen phase of experimenting with all these sort of different, different things. and yeah, it's and, like,
0: all right, all right, it's out of our system, we know what we have to do.
1: Yeah, and then they sort of realized that, you know, what they really are great at is, is handhelds. Yeah. Um, and... and family games, like, fun games that anybody can pick up and play.
0: Exactly. They are the kings of it, and they should not divert from it, and I don't think they're going to.
1: No, I think that, you know, this really feels now like they've just solidified, you know, who they are, where they're going, and you're just gonna sort of see the continuation of of the Switch or Switch-like consoles from them from now on.
0: Yeah, and I should point out we're not kissing up to Nintendo in some ploy to get a sponsorship or anything like that. This is just how we really feel. I don't need it. I
1: already got all my Nintendo products.
0: Well, no, but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, you know, as the BBC would say, and now the countering point of view, but there really isn't one. This is just, for us as fans of video gaming and what it's done for us from childhood on, we have everything to thank Nintendo for.
1: And, you know, because as you, you know, when I sort of started to look back on, you know, my experiences with video games, with the consoles and stuff, you sort of start to realize how much of it was dominated by Nintendo. Yeah. And like, you didn't really think of it at the time.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, there was the Sega Saturn out there, but who do you know that was going over to, like, hey, my buddy just got the Sega Saturn, we're heading over there.
1: Yeah, you know, again and again, it was just like, oh, yeah, that was Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that was Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that was Nintendo.
0: Exactly. They dominated it for so long, and then they kind of didn't really fall by the wayside, but they took a step back because there was new, bigger guys in there.
1: Yeah, but and everybody really kind left. of rushed.
0: They were always Yeah, there.
1: and everybody kind of rushed off to the other guys, too. Like, some of it was Nintendo, but some of it was also us, right? We kind of went... I got to feel I did it. I'm too, I definitely yeah, did I'm,
0: it. I was wo, you know, I was wound in by the game of the year combat evolved thing.
1: And yeah, you know, that's competition and it's fine, but yeah, I mean some of it was just all of us being like, you know, I, I'm too old for and you know, for Nintendo. That's right. for kids.
0: Yeah, but now that you probably played with the Switch recently, you're Yeah. Yeah, like, eh, kind of wish I wouldn't have done that.
1: Oh yeah, and you know, and obviously, I mean, I bought the DS pretty much as practically as soon as Sandra was old enough for it. I mean, I was really excited to to get him into Nintendo products, which I think is always exactly. kind of the sign like, you know, the people who grow up with something and want to get their kids into it.
0: Yeah, and that and actually it's funny you should mention that because a while ago, did you ever see those they were kind of like a console but They had the three different cartridge ports at the top, and you could plug in the different cartridges for different old systems. Yeah. It was like the Universal one. They had the Nintendo, and the Super Nintendo, and the Genesis. Yeah. And I remember I was in a store talking to the guy about a game, and this guy, probably about my age, maybe a little older, brings his kid in there, and he's pointing it out to him, and he's explaining it to him, and he's like, why would I have to blow into the cartridge to make it work. Shouldn't it work? It's like... uh, You just didn't get it, unless you grew up with it.
1: Exactly. Um, You know, I think the sales of the, you know, the mini versions of them is is sort of proof of how beloved they are, too.
0: They are. They are an institution, a beloved institution in the video game world.
1: You know. The thing I I also appreciate about Nintendo is... Is the quality, you know? It's. There's such a different sort of eth- ethos between, like, Western video game developers and, you know, and console developers and Eastern ones.
0: I think sometimes you have to look at some of the games that have been put out, especially lately, and you have to stop and wonder if somebody down the line said, that's good enough.
1: Yeah, you know, like, when you buy Nintendo, whether that's you know, a console or a game or whatever, like, it is going to work. It's going to work for years. It will not have, like, almost any bugs. Like, I have never had a single issue with freezing with bugs. I was actually
0: going to ask you that. Think back, because we all remember the stories about how, you know, the Xbox or the PlayStation was rushed out so it could be out in time for Christmas and everybody's system bricked. Yeah. The Red Ring of Death and this and that. When was the last time you heard about Nintendo having one of them?
1: I never honestly I, don't think
0: I ever did There was never one incident when a new Nintendo console came out, and within a week people were talking about the fact that it could brick. It's not going to work, it's going to overheat and explode,
1: yeah, you know, and same for like all of all of their games, you know, I've never had an issue with. You know, like with car- cartridges not working or, yeah, or, you know, stopping working, like everything just works.
0: Yeah, it worked perfectly the first time and it continued to work perfectly unless you did something to it.
1: Exactly, you know, and, no, and I think...
0: It wasn't going to wear out. It was going to be you doing something.
1: Exactly, you know, and, and you know, as time goes on and and so much of, you know, sort of a lot of practices of game developers and and console manufacturers become really consumer unfriendly. You just appreciate it more and more, you know.
0: And they've and I think another thing is, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I don't think they've ever really gone for the blatant cash grab of the microtransaction.
1: They not that I've seen, you know. I, mean, they I probably
0: both... do to a degree, but not to the degree that like Xbox and PlayStation are doing.
1: No, because so many other games just I'm not sure it's kind of like where would that would even fit in with right. with the games they they have. It just it's not sort of part of their thing I've always felt like I've gotten more than my money's worth when I buy Nintendo things. I think so because you know, they're I'm, just
0: a good company all around, and that's why we decided to make this episode because we really like them. We have a lot of very good memories with them, and we hope they're going to be around forever.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm sort of, I'm excited to see where, you know, like, where does the Switch go, or what Right, i Right, I'm, I'm curious next. too,
0: like, what's next? Because that was the one thing you would always say about Nintendo. Like, yeah, you mm. knew the other consoles were going to advance, but you never said, ooh, wonder what Xbox is going to do. It was always, wonder what Nintendo's going to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, Because you know, they we'll were
0: the t- forefront.
1: Mm, you know, so it'll be... You know, especially with, you know, the unfortunate passing of of Wada now, So, you know, under different sort of management and and where is it going to go now?
0: Hopefully just continue on the path they're on.
1: I think so, and I certainly hope so.
0: Yeah. Well, what would you like to say as a parting thought to anybody that is still on the fence about Nintendo?
1: I'd say go for it. I mean, especially if you could find, like, a cheap ds i think the ds still holds up uh you know in terms of like game enjoyability
0: yeah or even try out the switch
1: yeah i think it's worth the the money especially if you have you know younger kids or if you just like kind of eh, just more relaxing games you know like pokemon yeah <laughs> well exactly like just, animal it, crossing it, it, what else do you have uh, on that thing Oh, God, Animal Crossing, yeah, Pokemon, uh, God, I just had a few others on there.
0: You got a Zelda game. Yeah, you you know, I mean, you're
1: not going to play Mortal Kombat on the Switch, but... No, but
0: the fact fact that you had Pokemon in all the subsequent download uh, packages... Yeah. You know, that right there was worth the money, probably.
1: Yeah, definitely, so just, yeah, I mean... Either or, you know, I think he, both are great.
0: Exactly. So on that one, I think we're going to wrap this one up because it's not always going to be about negativity here in CNC consoles and computers. Sometimes we do have very fun memories of gaming, and this was one of them. And thanks yeah. for coming along on the ride. So for the carnival and CNC, I'm Zach. I'm Bry. Catch you next time, and continue to play them games.